Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode for this week of the My Love Golf Podcast. If you tuned into episode one for this week, uh, which must be episode 191, uh, thank you very much. Uh, we hope you enjoyed our review of last weekend's golf. There was a lot to pack in there, as uh, you can probably tell uh, with the amount of chat that went on. Uh, we certainly enjoyed uh, discussing all of the golf that was, and, you know, in hindsight, you know, this live golf environment that we now uh, consume our professional golf is going to keep contributing towards the chat so we might have to continue breaking uh, these reviews and previews into two we'll see how this this uh, week uh, pans out for us it's an interesting week for me i uh, get ready to go to scotland which uh, features in uh, the next two rounds of uh, big tour golf uh, obviously this week we've got the genesis scottish open at the renaissance club one of my favorite courses that i've ever had the privilege of playing it in one of the favorite parts of Scotland uh, that I've had the privilege of being to. We'll talk about that. Uh, and then we've got the alternate, um, I don't know if that's actually, that's how you call it, the alternate uh, PGA Tour event. Both these events are uh, PGA Tour events that have been played this weekend. The Barbasol, Mike and Rocket are here to join us. Uh, I'll, we, I'm, we're not in the studio. I'm not in the studio tonight, so I don't have the usual buttons and music. I'll, I'll have to put that back in, but there is one little bit of music. Uh, that we do want to play and you know if you watch the youtube channel if you break this into two youtube episodes you can see rocket's background but you know he's got some special music rock was rocket was a big fan of these guys back in the day and uh we, we should play it just to bring in the genesis scottish open no it's the genesis the car brand rocket it's not your favorite brand from band from 1985 high school disco rocket genesis it's the oh. Genesis, the car brand, A.K.A. Paul Gow. You know, Gowie in the golf show, uh, sponsored by Drummer Golf, of course. Uh, Gowie's always cruising around in a nice Genesis. Well, the Genesis are the sponsor of uh, the uh, Scottish Open this weekend, which isn't really an Open anymore. It's, it's, it'd be the Genesis it's Invitational. Not. Well, you can't, I don't know what you'd call it outside of an Open, but it's not really what I would consider a true Open. Do you uh, discuss? It's in a jar. And a jar. <laughs> Only so many people can sneak in. Yeah. Do, does someone want to explain why? Uh, oh, sorry. Let's, let's start again. Uh, how are you, gentlemen? Welcome back. Oh, thanks, mate. Welcome back to you. For the Welcome second back. time. Hopefully, uh, uh, the last couple of days have been good for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're good. Um, we seem to all have the same clothes on, but geez, we've got different hats on. Jeez. <laughs> If you watch the YouTube uh, channel, you know what this is all about. Yeah, uh, what that means. Uh, are we are we well? Yeah, really good. Yeah, great. Good. Looking forward to looking forward to the Scottish Open, and then I'm looking forward to the Open. I think, might, Mike, you might want to just pop your microphone up a little bit if you can. Is that better? Pop, pop your volume up a bit. Speak into the oh. microphone. Yeah. No. You, you've only done 100 episodes, and you think you get it right? Is that not better? Uh, just yeah, just a bit of volume. Yeah, that'll, that'll do. Okay. Um, I don't know what happened between you know, tonight's no. recording and the other night's recording. No, um, nothing. 
Um, uh, does anyone want to explain on my intro there of why the Genesis Scottish Open is not an Open? Because the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour, are, you know, have a little bit of a, you know, they're dating, you know, so then all of a sudden it becomes a co-sanctioned event. So they've moved into a house together, you know, they may be sharing a bit of furniture and figuring out, you know, who's got fridge rights and all that sort of stuff, you know, are they sleeping in separate beds? Are they sleeping in the same bed? We're not sure. So I think, I think it's gone past the sleeping in separate rooms and beds. I think, yeah, they've, they were, they were that stage and now they're cohabitating in the same room and no one else is allowed in. Well, yeah, that's, a, that's the main thing. They're who gets literally... to choose the left or the right? Who gets to choose what side of the bed they sleep on? I think the bigger problem is that they've said, I don't like some of your friends and they're not welcome here anymore. <laughs> That's exactly right. They yes, can't so, come around and play anymore. No, nah, I don't want to see that bloke on the PlayStation anymore when I come I, home from work. My, um, I just did read an article on uh, the Bobby Mack a tweet, and I didn't realise this happened. It only sort of come out. So after um, my mate Sergio <laughs> um, played in the first London event, he was He was hit with the hundred thousand pound fine, and basically told not allowed to play in the Scottish and apparently in the locker room at the German, what whatever the German one was a couple of weeks ago, he's blown up like full, he's gone full Sergio, used all sorts of expletives and stuff like that. Like the tour's effed, everyone can get effed. I thought, I thought he, he literally said quite loudly into a microphone at his last PGA tour event, I can't, wait to not play this tour again well that was the pga tour but the thing is though because of the dp tour yeah they've got a different set of rules so the the guys that teed it up in london they got popped with like 100k hundred thousand dollar fines and they've been the the next three events that are associated with the us um they've been booted out of and they've they've lost it and and that was when they like polter and that all prompted the you know, we're going to sue the tour and Pelly's come out and basically just... But he, yeah. Oh, Sergio knew that that was tied to the PGA Tour before then. He should have known he wasn't getting but in. Here's the thing, right? It's like, this is what happens when you have a choice. Choices have consequences. And this is the consequence of your choice. So if you're upset about it, you should have known this was coming. Like they said, we're going to do this. If you do this, this is what we're going to do. So you've done it. So why are you surprised? That's because you're a pretentious twat. Okay. Mike Lorenzo Vera on Twitter today has done something similar. He's done a Q&A for anyone who wants to talk about Liv and his thoughts and given a little bit of locker room talk in there as well. If anyone wants to look it up, it's ML- quite entertaining. ML- MLB. He's not uh, not backwards in coming forwards. Actually, <laughs> without doing our once a week pump up for the podcast of the T-shirt that I'm wearing. The, the No Lying Up guys. The No Lying Up guys did an interview with Mike Lorenzo Vera a while ago, and it is exceptional. Hearing oh, him I still and how he spent that money, <laughs> how, what he did with his winnings and and why he was broke is exceptional. Yeah, they find the good guys. Um, do we, Well, for those of us that won't go and trawl through uh, the Twitterdom uh, to go and find that because it'll be 87 finger swipes up by the time you get to it. So... Most people sort of get bored at the 15th finger swipe up and they can't find it. Do you want to give us a rundown of what Mike Lorenzo, what's his surname? Vera. Vera. What do you say? The biggest was thing he was, he was basically just saying that people were just sort of saying, what do you think about live and how does this work? And what, you know, 
people asking him in, in French and English, and he can translate tweets, which is amazing. Um, the crux of it was he has no sympathy whatsoever. They asked him whether they should be allowed to play the majors, and he said, I hope not. I think they hope, hopefully they make a stand, and so you can't. And someone even asked him if this all goes pear-shaped and the live tour goes away, should they be allowed back? And he said, no, they should have some sort of longer-term suspension because they've chosen the money over playing competition golf and that's what we play and they, they don't want to do that. So why would we welcome them back? Okay. Well, if you want to go and check that out, go and check it out. I'm sure you can just search for Mike Lorenzo there and um, you can find that. Uh, Scottish Open, this Genesis Scottish Open. So the Genesis is the car brand, not the Rocket's favourite high school band. Um, now, how did the Genesis, uh, I can't remember seeing a Genesis dealership in uh, Scotland in my time there previously. They might might be very successful there now, but um, much the same as Infinity, a car brand I used to work for. You don't see, probably won't see an Infinity car brand there anymore. Um, why is it the Genesis uh, now? How, how did that partnership come about? Because it used to be long-term, Aberdeen Investments, uh, very, you know, Scotland's a very big, financial market uh, a lot of strong banks in the world all based in scotland must be something to do with our tight we you know say we you know, scottish born australian uh, no scottish australian born scott whatever you want to call me they call me anything just don't call me late um big financial market aberdeen no longer there genesis in is that brought about by the pga tours influence probably right i think aberdeen was already on the way out passing up on yeah okay so you gotta you gotta remember um this would, would all came about around COVID. so mm. i wouldn't have thought aberdeen was happy to just throw out some more money and, so and the scott and the scottish that was before the pga tour jumped on that they would battle every year to try and get a good field because it's always the lead into the open so there's a lot of players that might not play it so that, that's the problem is that when you're that one tournament that's the lead into a major, sometimes you can be left out by the top ones because they don't they don't like to play the week before. Yeah. I think a lot of that was left to um, you know, the power of Jerry Savardi, obviously part of the Savardi family that pioneered the development of the Renaissance uh, development over there at Renaissance Golf Club. Um, you know, would personally fly a lot of the american players over you know he would court them obviously i don't know if it's obviously or not but he you know he would make sure that their pathway into the scottish open was very um easy uh there's obviously a number of accommodation uh dwellings on the property there and uh you know he would make sure that everyone was well looked after you've seen ian poulter and um you know, GMAC up there overlooking the maybe the fifth or the sixth tee in the house that they were in. So he'd make sure any Americans that wanted to come across, it was really easy for them and to try and get the best field. You know, I don't know the relationship between Renaissance and, you know, the tour and, and uh, you know, like what was muted with uh, Mount Juliet, you know, they've had to buy the, their way to get the court, that um, tournament, the Irish Open at Mount Juliet. And if Renaissance is the same, I'm not sure. It's a great golf course. I've played it and, uh, you know, it really is a, a proper links and it's very doke. You know, if you know your Tom Doke course, it's generous off the tee, but very challenging into the greens. And, um, you know, Don Playsec and Angela Moser and Clyde Johnson, all the guys that worked there building it uh, over the years, you know, did a great job. Um, anyway, I don't know where we were going there. Genesis, Genesis are the sponsor. And, and now yeah. what's the field? The field look like it's obviously feels good. Fairly, fairly no, it feels very good. Yeah. Um, and yeah, look, the crux of it is 
PGA Tour certainly helped them get sponsorship now that they are a co-sanctioned event. Um, the field is great, as you'd expect, because one, it's a co-sanctioned event, and two, it's, a, it's a, you know, they're already over there now. So some of them are already getting ready, and a few have taken the last few weeks off getting ready for the Open. So you've got Scheffler, Rahm, Morikawa, Thomas, Cam Smith, Cantlay, Hovland, Burns, Fitzpatrick, Shoffley, Spieth, Zalatoris, Matsuyama, uh, Billy Ho's there, Neiman, Max Homer, Sung Jae-im, Tyrrell, Corey Connors, Harris English is back and playing some okay golf. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of big that, stars there warming that's up. A, that's an open championship field. It that's is. A, yeah, that's a good. Like, Herbie. Um, Herbie's there. And, of course, uh, you know, Herbie has performed pretty well there. Uh, over the journey and, and men we're defending men we're defending so two uh players that have been touched by the mile off of golf uh mojo along the journey uh men um just really did back up um you know around with him back there in 2020 so so this is this is the anniversary of where the men was born this was the anniversary this was, this was the, the week the Min-woo. currency the, the currency the, the unofficial cryptocurrency of the mile off of golf That's podcast it. this is where this is Who, where it all began. Was it obviously you? Because Mike? then the Morikawa was the week after. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good two weeks. It was a very good two weeks. <laughs> so both of you guys that like to lay, outlay a, a shekel or two, uh, you know, Mike, you were the one that coined the, the term Minwu. And, yep. you know, everyone still gets to work out how much a Minwu is worth. Relative. I think Rocket, I reckon Rocket might have coined it. Really? Yeah. No, I reckon Rocket, I reckon Rocket's, um, yeah, in charge of the, uh, Currency denominations, yeah. Well, a, a minwu is whatever you want it to be, but all it means is that you've it's 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 more than a Morikawa. More minwu no. is no. Oh Morikawa. no, sorry, no, sorry, Mor- it's the other way around. Sorry, about, it's about it's a little bit less than half. Yeah, yeah. So minwu is half. So it's like the pound and the dollar, or the Australian dollar. So like yeah. the minwu is the Australian dollar to the Morikawa is a pound. Yeah, about half. In um, ballpark terms, I think a Scheffler is about half a Mor- half a Minwu, and a Minwu is about half a Morikawa. Mm-hmm. So Morikawa is the gold. So basically, it means Morikawa is gold standard. Yeah. Is it how much you can um, put towards acquiring new golf kit for yourself? Whatever your yeah. golf kit is, and whatever value that is, the value of it doesn't matter. But it's basically how much you win. If you win more and you get more, well, that's probably in the Morikawa stage. But if you don't get quite enough to get everything that you want, that's, well, that's probably a you probably want a Minwu. And if you get you know, if you get enough to upgrade your shoes, get some Pro V1s or whatever ball you choose, maybe a new bag, but you might have to save up a little bit more for the driver. That's probably a Scheffler. Yeah. yeah. Love yep. it. Yeah, Perfect. Perfect. We'll, we'll put that, we should put it on the website. So it's just a description of each of them so people can know know what they're looking at. Yeah. <laughs> or in the uh, Discord. Someone actually said, do you take me and we lose here the other day as they came in? I said, no. Do they really? No. Oh, I was going to say, gosh. <laughs> oh, well, I walked in the other day and someone mentioned because I, I think i had the, the hat i'm wearing on the mint the my love golf hat people know straight away so as i should in your workplace did you come in did no you? it was the other week oh yeah okay yeah, yeah yeah well you um it's your sister mimi mia yeah mia sorry my sister mia she came mia? in the other way uh, shout out to mia a uh, new follower of the my love golf instagram you can obviously chuck us a follow at instagram if you want because you you get access to yeah, you can chuck us a follow at the Discord, growing Discord. That's where you can chat with uh, these two great men about anything. Uh, don't expect the answer you want to hear back, um, but uh, you're welcome to 
input and have your say and it's an open and warming and welcoming environment the um, of golf discord a new member we've got a green uh australia's greatest green keeping podcast uh on there now so mm. if you want any questions answered about grass uh rocket used to be the go-to guy for grass um since oh, he danced, since oh, he... i'm not even if, if if it was graded i'd be in kindergarten compared to these <laughs> that man Stevie, Stevie has um, seen all the golf clubs around Australia. He's interviewed all the great uh, superintendents and uh, he's tended more grass and greens than anyone's put together. So uh, you, you get access to all that inside the mile of golf discord. Anyway, back to the golf. Um, hot field. Very good field, as you'd expect. Um, it's a funny one when you're looking at it because without knowing the course very, very well and really just looking at pictures and getting an understanding of what it looks like, it's a bit difficult to sort of, outside of just looking at how a player's playing, what sort of stats I want to look at. And for me, when I run the data lake, the tricky piece is I've got to overlay the fact that realistically I'm looking at PGA Tour data, not European Tour or DP World Tour data because that's just not as easy to get a handle on. So effectively, I looked at a handful of things. And Ross, you tell me you've been there. So I'm looking at someone who's obviously good at hitting lines into greens. They've got to be good from tee to green. So like they've got to really keep it in play. They've got to be able to scramble. Mm -hmm. They've got to be accurate off the tee because the rough's going to be a bit gnarly. I want to look at someone that has good um, proximity to the hole from, from the rough. So how many greens in reg and what's their proximity average from out of the rough? And how many of them, and, and I wanted to limit the amount of bogeys they have. So bogey avoidance stuff. So they're the, they're, they're the six I'm running with this week. Yeah. Well, if you can execute on those uh, points, yeah, you will score well. And it's, you know, it's proven that if like in a lot of links golf, if it's, it's been soft there in the, in the previous few years, you know, there's been a bit of rain. So, you know, it's been open mm. to scoring, but I think like any links course, once the weather comes up, uh, it, it sharpens up and, you know, if you're looking at the YouTube, yeah, you, know, you can see my background there. You've got Fidra Island in the back there. Um, yeah, this stretch of holes, uh, I think that's like 10, 11, 12, thereabouts down by the water. They're beautiful holes. Uh, if the wind's blowing, you know, like anything can happen. Um, but yeah, I think like if they've, I have no sort of rundown on how they've got the course set up, but if the rough has been let uh, to tighten up in the mowing lines and uh, a little bit of that wispy, long uh, sort of fescue rough that uh, adorns Scottish Lynx land. Well, yeah, you want to be in the fairway um, because Tom Doak Greens, you know, he doesn't make flat round things that um, you can put a pin anywhere on. There's some hills, humps and hollows here and some gnarly runoffs uh, for the unwary, you know, misplaced seven, eight, nine iron pitching wedge. Um, so, yeah, it's... Uh, it's a quality golf course. And I think if you do all of those things that you mentioned there, you know, if you're in the data lake in that part of the field, you're going to be up there at the end. Well, the weather looks pretty good, which is probably good. Uh, temperatures don't look to change too much for all four days. We're looking at the mid twenties, 20 degrees Celsius for the Aussies. Is that what I'm going to mid twenties? Mid twenties. Yeah. You can put oh, some shorts on. It's going to be better than this mid 11s. We've got yeah, down no, here nothing at the going at the minute. Um, rain, very, very, very unlikely, um, but it is going to be windy. What a shock. Um, yeah, 20, 30 kilometers an hour pretty much for the whole tournament. And you would think that means gusts up to 30 or 40. So some solid golf. And that's, that doesn't 
even ease off in the morning. So that'll be that'll be all the way through. Um, the people that came to the top, wow, shock horror. Matt Fitzpatrick came to the top. He comes up as number one. Um, it's funny because the people that come up towards the top are, are pretty much the guys that come up the top in the majors, which is probably not. He surprising. lost in the playoff here last year. Yeah. Did he, Fitzy? Yeah. There you yeah. go. There you go. Who he did? To Minimo, yeah. And yeah. Uh, was it Peter? Thomas Dietrich. Dietrich. Aaron Rye, when he won the year before, was that a yep. playoff as well? Yes, I think it was. Who was uh, who, who was in that playoff? Tommy Fleetwood. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. I'm only saying that because I have the data in front of me. Yep. Um, but yeah, I I if I look at the names that have come up the top, I think it, now you guys might might know better. I've got a funny feeling the last three years it's been at the Renaissance Club, but before that it was elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've looked at the, the the people that have played well there. So Fitzpatrick ranks on top. His last three Scottish Opens, 14th, 42nd, and 2nd. So he obviously plays well enough here. Mito um, Pereira comes up, but he's never been to this this tournament. Justin Thomas is probably one that I like this week. Two starts here for an 8th and ninth, um, yep. and he, he comes up third. If I go to the other guys, Hideki's there, Corey Connors, uh, Xander. Scotty Scheffler's there, and he was 12th last year. So I'm, I'm pretty much going to favour the guys that, one, have been here um, and, and been here and played well. Does Rambo uh, pop up? Rambo does pop up. Not super high up. He's number 20 on the list. Uh, the biggest thing going for him is, is his scrambling has been very poor this year. Yeah, his, very form, poor. his form's been horrible. Yeah, but, I mean, he's finished 7th last year. Um, and the one, the other one, Ross, funnily enough, the other one that I like this week is the bloke you just mentioned is Aaron Rye. Aaron Rye, um, yeah, won it two years ago, ninth at the tournament, not at the course, a couple of years before that. Um, not playing bad golf, did pretty well last week. Uh, he, he might be someone to look at. But for me, um, I'll sort of put some names out there here and there, but I think the main ones that I'll be looking at will be Probably a little, maybe something a little on Aaron Ryan, but I think I'll be st- sticking somewhere around Justin Thomas, maybe Matt Fitzpatrick um, for the bets. And for the one done, I'm taking someone completely different. And then and they are literally ranked 80th in my uh, in my data lake, but only because of the stats that he has on the PGA Tour. And that's Lucas Herbert. I'm taking Herbie this week. You still got Herbie available, do you? Yep, haven't used Herbie yet. Hmm. I've got I've got a few still up my sleeve. I've still got um, I think I've still got Scheffler. I've still got Ram, but I'm taking Herbie. Hmm. Herbie's played well. Go here. Fitz Magic. I'm going to pick mine now. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. I'll tell you one. Someone I can't go with that's Smotherman. I've already Austin, had, Austin Smotherman didn't get a start. So yeah, really? really? Just missed it. You can get stuffed, Austin Smotherman. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, sorry, I should do the top 15 because people do now want to hear that for some unknown reason. Uh, before you run off with uh, top 15, so mm-hmm. it's at Renaissance this year, obviously. The last three years it's been at Renaissance Club. Uh, the previous winners were Minwoo Lee, Aaron Rye, and Bernd Viesberger. Uh, so he won uh, in a playoff uh, against the uh, other Herbert, Benjamin Herbert from uh, South Bendigo. Uh, and then um, then it was at Gullen, another great course just down the road, about three courses down the road. Uh, Brandon Stone won there. And then uh, it was at Dundonald. Uh, I will be playing at Dundonald Links and staying on site at Dundonald Links when I am in Scotland. Uh, Rafa Cabrera-Bayo 
won there. Alex Noren at Castle Stewart, Gullen, Ricky Fowler. That was you remember Ricky when Ricky won? Remember? Yeah. Do, yeah. Sorry, do you remember like when Ricky won? Fifteen or something? Uh, two thousand and fifteen. Was that Ricky's last win? No, no. no. His no. last win was my best week. Of the, the Phoenix. Story. Open. That was the um when it was a no cash out, no no cash no, out. It was a <laughs> no. It was market. a story I've told before. Very long story, but it was the one. It was Tigers tournament. What what's that one? The Bahamas. Euro. Yeah. Did he win that? Yeah. Really? Oh, okay. So first well, one of his one of his one of his. So for his last real event win, I think was the Phoenix. <laughs> Could be, yeah. I might even been after that, but I just I just remember that was right around the last time he beat Chuck Hoffman. But um, yeah, do they do a rotor for this one too, Ross? Do they do they stick to the same courses or does it just move around? Uh, no, it doesn't move around. I, I, as I sort of alluded to, I'm not sure, you know, what the tenure is uh, predicated on. You know, if it stays there, like I'm not sure how much Mr. Savardi, um, how much his influence on the Renaissance club being the host of the Scottish open. I think there might be some financial, you know, sort of part of that. I, I don't know, mm-hmm. but um, previously, you know, Gullen, Dundonald, Castle Stewart, Gullen, Royal Aberdeen, Castle Stewart, Castle Stewart. So Castle Stewart featured. Uh, and then previous, so back 2010, another course that I will be visiting uh, next week. It was at Loch Lomond. It seemed to be at Loch Lomond for a long time. So yeah, the 19, 1996 through to 2010, and then uh, Glen Eagles Kings course for many years, uh, a couple of stints at uh, Carnoustie. Yeah, Mickelson started to play when it was at Glen Eagles, I think. That was, I think we talked about it the other week. That was the time when I felt like there was a switch from the from the US players understanding that it's smarter to probably go over and play Irish or Scottish event and then into the open rather than just wandering in there and assuming Use the conditions, the grass, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Now you have to think about Colin from last year, right? He changed his wedges the week before. Changed, changed his irons and, and everything changed. Yeah. yeah well, that, that stint, Loch Lomond's not a links course. So, you know, it's on the Bonnie Bonnie Banks of Loch Lomond, as the name would suggest. Um, but when they went to Castle Stewart, you know, that sort of started to get a little bit more linksy. Royal Aberdeen in 2014, run by Justin Rose, uh, one of the great Scottish links courses. Um, Cullen, all proper links up there. So, yeah. Uh, uh, the hero was 2017 and the waste was 2019, not wanting to flex my identity. I don't know. It doesn't, doesn't shock me. I, my, everything Ricky did after that, didn't, I didn't care anymore. He, he'd, done, <laughs> he'd done all he needed to do for me at that point. <laughs> he served his purpose. I think. Yeah. Oh, the the car out the front, the car out the front of my house is paid for from Ricky Fowler. <laughs> oh, it's not all the car, but a fair chunk of it. That tells you how good that day was. That, no, the G, the G sixty three. Yeah, the uh, yeah, the no, the Rolls Royce parked okay. next to it. Uh, this, Aussie's got a little, yeah, good sort of history here at the Scottish Open. Funnily enough, um, does Adam anyone want to have Scott won it in two thousand and one, two thousand? Shot sixty two in the final round. Uh, no, no, wrong. Um, no. Does anyone want to have a guess? Wrong with, something's wrong with your computer, Ross. There's no way Rocket's wrong. Uh, well, not. I'm quite. joking. I don't actually know whether he's right or wrong. Uh, so obviously Min Wu um, being the latest, uh, but then we go back to the great Wayne Riley. Well, that's right. Great, he's a great commentator. Um, people love Wayne. He 
uh, Wayne Riley won in 1995. Uh, Peter O'Malley, the Pom, won in 1992. And Paz won in 1991. Beat Mark McNulty. Yeah, there you go. Well, what was the oh, Herbie's no. Herbie's Jew and Graham Marsh? Graham Marsh in 1973 over Peter Oosterhuis, great English golfer. That's an oh, and he um, was commentating too for a long time, wasn't he? Peter, Peter yeah, yeah, definitely. US tour. Uh, Peter Senior was runner up in '87, uh, IBF in uh, 1986. So yeah, we've got some history here. We've got oh, Robbie Allenby was runner up, uh, beaten by Lee Westwood in 1998. Oh, it was the Scottish PGA that. Adam Scott did that. Whatever happened to the Scottish PGA? There you go. Hmm. 2002 shot 63 in the final round. I was I was a little bit incorrect. Okay, not far not far away. Um, oh, top 15. Top, top 15. 15. Let's, top let's 15. run that down for the people. Who okay, are for the people waiting. For the people who care. Yep. Uh, Matt Fitzpatrick, Mito Pereira, Justin Thomas, Hideki Matsuyama, Corey Connors, Xander Shoffley. Scotty Scheffler, never good when they're back-to-back, those two. Uh, Sungjae Im, Will Zalatoris, who I'll tell you now, will be taking some of my money at the Open Championship. Colin Morikawa, Jordan Spieth, Lucky Neiman, Luke List, Christian Bezadenhout, fresh off a good week last week, and Keegan Bradley. That's it. Keegan Bradley's playing there. Keegan is there, yep. Keegan has... Not played in the Scottish Open before. Shock. All right. Playing, playing okay golf though. Is he? Uh, if you are listening to this in Scotland and you're listening as you drive towards the Scottish Open, uh, go and have a pint or a burger or whatever it is uh, at Ducks Inn. Uh, go and see Malcolm Duck and uh, tell him I'll be there in about a week and a half for a, a burger and a sugar-free Coke. Um, oh, sounds delightful. No. Oh, except I'd, I'd have the full strength. Full strength, yeah. Full strength coke. Well, you know me, 12 years, no alcohol. That's, uh, well, there's, no coke. there's no coke. There's no boozing coke. It's just lots of sugar. It's sort of pointless going to Scotland if you're not going to have a wee dram or something like that, but uh, oh, yeah. I've, I've managed it so far. Is that enough? Is that is that us finished on the, um, the Genesis? We're we moving on to the Barbasol? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it's a big tournament. I, I, I think I'm looking forward to... I'm looking forward to seeing the course. I'm looking forward to seeing the scenery. I'm looking forward to the different time zone, um, getting my body ready for next week. And I'm looking forward to seeing, like, I know we talked a lot about in the last episode around live event versus John Deere and how everyone was, all these people were jumping up and down and how great the live um, field was and how poor the PGA Tour field was. Like they were literally comparing apples and oranges. It wasn't relevant this week. This is this is a field. This is a this is going to be hopefully be nothing short of some exceptional golf. Would be great to see. Oh, I can't wait! I can't wait. Uh, I'll be on a plane when the last round is teeing off. Uh, so by the time I get off the plane, it'll obviously be one and done. Um, and I'll, you might bump uh, into a few of them in the airport. Mm. I know they won't be not flying. No, 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 they'll uh, be staying. No, they'll be staying. Be, yeah, might bump into a few that are coming up for um the open. Might do that. They mm. might be. Matt, Matty Griffin. Uh, actually, I do have another episode. We've got a lot of episodes coming up this week. Uh, I've got a Matty Griffin episode uh, dropping. So I caught up with Matty uh, just to discuss his preparation for the open. Obviously, Matty is uh, qualified due to his placing at uh, the Vic Open, and uh, he's over there. So he left today for 
Edinburgh. He's going to stay in Leith, uh, my sort of parental hometown. And he's going to play a bit of golf in the lead up. I think he might be going down to North Berwick and uh, maybe some other courses, but he's staying in Leith for a, a bit with his people and then going over to St. Andrews. So I've got an episode there. There's a short sort of half an hour episode catching up with Matty Griffin. So look out for that one. Um, but there'll be a few other Aussies heading across there. I wonder when the other uh, mile of golf um, uh, mojo, uh, Brad Kennedy. Brad Kennedy's got to start. So I wonder when uh, BK is going across after reach out to him. There's a bit of there's a bit of my love of golf uh, action over getting ready for the for the open. Tentacles, um, the tentacles are real. Oh dear. Um, speaking I'll, of, uh, I'll be disappointed if Moronk doesn't message you directly this way. I'm getting right onto Moronk. Did did we mention Mike uh, Brown last week? No, no, we it hadn't been finished yet. Yeah, okay, that's right. So he was starting. So Mike, great friend of the podcast. Uh, this is a a sweet and sour moment. Um, Mike went on to win the G4D uh, DP World Tour event uh, last week. Um, it's his, I'm not going to say it's his first big win. It's probably one of up there with one of his bigger wins. Um, I know Mike because he was out here in Australia. We spent a lot of time when he was out at the start of the year when he won his two big events out here, which got him a lot of world ranking points, which got him onto the G4D. I know how much he wanted to play well in the G4D events that run parallel with the DP World Tour. Well, he went on and won um, and then was saddened by the news that he lost his father that day, uh, the day that he won that tournament, his father passed away. So our thoughts, condolences and, um, you know, just thoughts are with Mike and his family at this very difficult time. I'm not sure if we'll get to see Mike when I'm there, but um, yeah, great man, uh, great golfer and uh, really sad news to uh, learn of Mike's father's passing because I know how close they were because we talked about him at length and their relationship. Um, so, yeah, really sad. Um, yeah, there you go. Uh, what I was going to say is, um, what was I going to say? Mike Brown? Do, do you want to know what the uh, current run sheet is for golf courses that will be played? Does yeah, it, you, I don't know many of them, but, yeah, tell us. So, Lock Lomond. Tick. Um, second round will be North Berwick. Tick. Uh, and then that weekend, Dundonald Josh. Links. Yeah, uh, yes, definitely with Josh. Yes, catching up with cool. Josh. Um, Dundonald Links, uh, morning. Western Gales, afternoon. Uh, the next day, uh, catch a ferry across to Aaron, um, Shiskin Golf and Tennis Club. Uh, the next weekend, that weekend, uh, Dunavity and Macrohanish. And then maybe Mac Dunes on the way past. And then up to uh, Oban. Not sure if we'll go and play Glen, Glen Crutton, um, Robbie, Bobby McIntyre's home course, or maybe just go and have a look. I'm not sure what I'm going to Oban. I'm going to stay there and have a look around there and do whatever, have the fish and chips is what everyone keeps telling me. Um, so I'll definitely go to Glen, Glen Crutton, whether I play or not. That's another thing. But uh, yeah, that's that was it's looking like so far. Bit of Craigie Law action. Spent some time down there on the range, playing the par three course, playing the uh, the um, eighteen hole course, and there's so much golf. The uh, the Scottish Women's Open is being played the week after at Dundonald. Um, the week after the Scottish Amateur is being played at Western Gales, and then of course you've got the um, the Women's British Open at Muirfield in the last week that I'm there. So we'll see if we can get along for that. A lot of golf happening. 
It's good. Yeah. Can't wait. Huge. Hmm. Huge. So if, uh, if someone, if some weird, weird cat, uh, if you're over there, some weird cat sticks a microphone and says, tell us what your love of golf is, um, it'll be me. There you go. Uh, I was, what I was going to play, that's what I was going to play. Are we finished talking about the Genesis now? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah. Uh, that's for you, Genesis Open uh, Rocket. <laughs> Who didn't dance to Genesis at the high school blue light disco? Probably you, Mike, because you're not old enough. Was Genesis? Yeah. No, Genesis was like even still a bit before me. Oh, no, yeah. really? Okay. Must be just me, me then. So Phil okay. Collins is a solo artist. That was early 80s. So yeah. That's okay. like 84, 83, 84, 85. Peak Phil Collins is a solo artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Genesis. And then you had a little bit of a resurgence with Genesis back in the late 80s. Mm-hmm. That'd be mine area. Okay. Uh, what's next, Mike? Barbasol. Barbasol. Don't know quiz. anything about it. Quiz for both of you. What is Barbasol? And you can't look it up. What is Barbasol? Does anyone know? I know what it is. Oh, um, clothes wash as detergent. No, no. no it's, it's, oh, they might make that as well. But there's one thing that one thing they're famous for. Soap. Very close. Toothpaste. No, it, uh, shaving it, cream. Shaving cream. Oh, yeah, that's right. shaving cream. Yeah. Should be one of those events where the winner, got the Evian, where they pour the water, they should come out with shaving foam and cover the player in it. I reckon that, uh, I'm sure that they'd have a corny ad somewhere. You know, when your hair gets longer on your face, turn to Barbasol and you'll be great. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. They've probably been around for a hundred years and little jingles like that. Absolutely. Um, You keep, you keep going. I'm going to find one. Find one. Um, It's a, look, it, it's it's very similar to the John Deere last week. It's a very, very, very lean field. Um, obviously, everyone that, that's going to be getting ready to play in the Open Championship is already over there or resting up, getting ready for it, so they're not playing here. Uh, the field's a bit lean, like we said. Emmanuel, 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 Emmanuel you know, Grillo. Kevin, again? again? Emmanuel, Emmanuel. Here's an interesting thing: is that this event now is co-sanctioned. Emiliano, Emiliano, Emiliano Grillo, Emiliano, Emiliano Grillo, Grillo, uh, Kevin Strillman. Um, this is where it starts to get interesting because we've got a very big mix because the, this is the this is the other co-sanctioned event. Correct. So you've so got, got a lot of all Euro the guys, Euro guys that have probably been punted from the Scottish. Yep. And, can I? Because the thing is, if you think about it, like, why not come over here? You might, yeah, you win. You could win a tour card in the US. Exactly. Well, the first, the third name on this list, I don't, I can't even pronounce it. I don't, I don't know them. You, you might, you guys might know them. The young bloke, twenty-five from Denmark, Marcus Hellekild. He's there. There you go. Uh, Patton Kazai, Adam Svensson, who was my one and done pick last week and didn't go that well. Santiago Tario, Kramer Hickok, Robert Streb, Taylor Moore. There's, it's a very, very, very uh, sketchy field. George Curtsy, Matthias Schmidt's there. Um, but yeah, it's a very, think bottom end European tour, bottom end Euro um, PGA tour. Dot com's there. Dot com? Bads. Bads.com. Oh, bad. Bads.com bad, bad's. 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 made the cut. He made the cut last week. He won this Did event he? before. I think he's won it twice. He wins all the opposite field events. Yeah. 
he's a, he's a he's a freak when it comes to winning events when everyone else isn't playing. Now, so I didn't stuff my thing up, and I just it was, he was like second name that came up on my list. I'm going to go bads. Bads. I've reselected him. Bads.com. Have you picked? Have you picked bads? Yeah. You're a bloody legend. <laughs> Good on you. Go bads. Well, go bads. The the tricky part again is the guys that are there from the the European tour. I don't have any data for those guys. No, no data. Yeah. There's no data, and there's a lot of guys here from the Corn Ferry tour that I don't have data for and you got guys like snake charmers is playing um scott brown's playing there's some very um yeah any mail on the snake charmers back snake charmers back yeah I know, I know snake charmers was having a quite old barney on twitter this week as well with a lot of people wanting <laughs> to get into him about um about live he made a comment about live and someone said who are you <laughs> he, he said Actually hurts a little bit. <laughs> and then when, when what do you mean? The, uh, yeah, that, the one that one person that didn't know goes, Oh my god, I can't believe they don't know who I am. Gowie stuck up for him. Gowie said, Look, they should know who you are. <laughs> um, I, like, yeah. I like Greg Chalmers' sense of humor. He's very funny. Yeah. Uh, Omar Uresti, yeah, it's it's a it's a link here. Um, so top 15 here, again, grain of salt here because nearly every pick I'm making is not gonna be in this top 15. Ryan Armour, Tyler Duncan, Mark Hubbard, Homeless Hubs, uh, Kevin Strillman, Vaughan Taylor, Austin Motherman, Motherman John Hurt, Chase Seifert, Adam Svensson, Hayden Buckley, Emmanuel, uh, God, <laughs> Emiliano Grillo, Emiliano Grillo, Emiliano Grillo, Bryce Garnett, Grayson Sig, Lee Hodges, Satoshi Kadira. The guys that I'm picking in my top five at the minute that I'm looking at. Would you believe one of them is Emiliano Grillo? Grillo? Uh, this guy I can't have, but he actually sacks up okay. Is Dirt McGirt, William McGirt. Um, oh. And then the, there's two more, the, the next tier up that I'm looking at. This is how bad the field is. Kelly Craft and Michael Gliggy. But the one that I'm going to pick, and who I think a lot of people are going to pick, is Chesson Hadley. And Chesson Hadley is going to be my one and done. Mm. <laughs> Did you pick him as well? No, you picked bads. You picked bads. I'll yeah, pick so bads, but I just thought I'd do the finger snap. <laughs> yeah, the snap for the birdies. So Chesson doesn't rate that highly in the data lake. He's it's it's literally all around his driving accuracy um, that's pulling him down. But his last two starts, John Deere finished tenth. He's finished fifth at the Travelers. That's great form. He's been here four times. He's had an eleventh, a 39th and a twenty seventh. That means he knows the course. That for me is good enough to say. If you're in form and you've been here before. I'm like I can I'm happy with that. Yeah. Uh, if you can hear those beeps uh, popping up in the coverage there, that's the that's the just mes messaging and chatter happening uh, in the Mile of Golf Discord, which you should join because there's a lot of chatter that goes on in there. And I know uh, I said this last week, but I still get questions about people not understanding what Discord is. So people, it's literally just like another WhatsApp. So just think of another chat. WhatsApp, group. but the kids use the, the kids use it and us. Um, but it's good because it's we've got the, the channel there for my love of golf and we've got little sections where you can literally want to talk. So if you want to talk to Rocket about Rocket's rabbit holes, he posts things in there you can have a look at. If you want to talk PGA Tour, there's a channel for the PGA Tour, DP World Tour. There's stuff for the Greenskeeper. So the Greenskeeper's in there. If you want to ask, have a week. I had a I, I actually, I got to put this in the group because I had a question about a rule. I thought, oh, I'll just ask Blakey in the, in the chat. And he can answer it for me that I was on the course. I thought I probably needed a rule. 
uh, ruling quicker. I'll ask you to now. I hit my second shot into this hole and it ended up in the garden bed, this garden bedded area, trees and stuff in there. And it's all GUR, staked GUR. But I couldn't find the ball. But I know it's in there. Like mm. I, it, it went in there. It was all shrubbery. Were you 95% certain and you're playing partners? 100%? 100%. Okay. It was in there. And I said to myself, I don't know whether this is a lost ball or whether I just still get GUR relief or I didn't know what to do. Mm. And I found the ball. So it worked out okay. Mm-hmm. But what would the ruling be? It was a bit of lost ball, I'm guessing. Can't lose a golf ball in GUR. In defined GUR, I don't believe you can lose a golf ball if you're not more than 95% certain oh. and your playing partners are certain that it's in there. Yeah. Um, I don't believe you can lose a golf ball in GUR. I'll ask Blakey. But yeah, that was that was the one. I was like, I don't know. And and it took me, didn't take that long, but it might have taken me a minute, a minute and a half to find it. Mm. But... Yeah. This year, uh, well, I, I know that I don't think the rules changed. Yeah, you know, and, and I did used to co-host the golf's greatest rules podcast with Blakey, so I answered this these ones a bit, I think. But uh, it, th- despite that, it would come up um, at Mornington Golf Club because they've got a big internal GUR, i.e., greenkeeper shed, and it's all staked, um, yeah, uh, white stakes. Um, so if you block cut one up the 18th at Mornington, you know, you would quite foreseeably end up in that GUR. And the amount of times when people would hit it in the general direction and say, well, that's in the GUR, but you know, you, you would be there going, are you sure it's in the GUR? Cause there was a lot of trees around and there just has to be one little shadow of doubt that it might not have carried the GUR, yeah, might yeah, not have yeah. stayed in there in the GUR. And you've got to hit a provisional and you play, you know, you're potentially playing three if you can't find it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so that that was always a question in, in that. Oh, it's in the GUR, and I think a lot of people back then didn't know you couldn't lose, you can't lose a ball in the GUR. I have my bloody right because I'm speaking fairly authoritatively on this. Well, the thing the what was going through my head was it's all a GUR garden bed free relief, right? So I was like, yep, if it's white staked and this was exactly that, I checked on the card as I was walking down to the ball because I saw it go straight into the trees, and I was hoping I was going to get relief out of the trees. Um, and then I ended up getting relief anyway because I found it anyway. But I thought to myself as I'm looking, oh, this is GUR. What if I don't find it? And then I started thinking about, say, a, say a staked off or a, a white marked off area that's sort of been flooded and it's just water and something's gone in there and plugged in the ground and embedded and you, you can't find it. Does that, if someone did that, you'd be absolutely filthy that you, you'd um, pop the shot. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, can now take relief of normal course condition, but what if there is a ball board on the scenarios led by David Hahn? Um, you do you have to find? Yeah, no, go. that's too long to read. Um, go to the uh, RNA, got a good web, um, good uh, app there for rules of golf. I'll just go uh, to Blakey in the Discord. Yeah, well, go he's, to Blakey. He's, in the he's our personal assistant for rules. We're going to think of some more prizes too. I'll think of something for the uh, for the Open Championship. I'll give some other stuff away. We'll be releasing a new logo, uh, in Scotland, gents. Um, I can see you both repping your mile of golf hats on. Oh, so you're following the Genesis lead, are you? The Genesis lead. Yeah, well, they they had no footprint in Scotland, and they're advertising over there. So you're going to do a brand launch (laughs) while you're in Scotland. I'm just very smart move. Bit of guerrilla marketing. Uh, not going quite Eric Anders Lang style and hiring out a pub at St Andrews and charging 175 pounds to go and have a beer. that's, in the in the in the sounder bar at the back of uh, St Andrews there, but cheap. That's a, is that a fancy new um, golf store? 
Yeah, I think it's one of these alternate sort of brand, you yeah. know, that make a bit of merch and sell a bit of, you know, cool cat stuff. And um, yeah, you know, I think they're going to start doing a bit of uh, the random golf club merch and repping that in England, I think, um, you know, because they've struggled with distribution in the UK and shipping and all of the RGC UK people are always giving out that it's so expensive to ship it across. So, you know, they've never had a solution. So, you know, I think for whatever reason, Eric's become um, close with those guys and they're doing a collab at St Andrews and you can go and uh, have a, you can have a garden party or you can go to the night party and it's 75 or 125 pounds to go in to um, live DJ set. Which one no, are you going to? Both? No, I won't be going. Okay. Um, nothing against anyone that's going. Go and have, knock yourself out. I just won't be there um, at night time or anything like that. But uh, the Cookie Jar Golf Podcasts are doing a, some live sets. So good luck to them. Um, what we will be doing uh, live is playing this. Barbasol. Barbasol has as thick and rich a lather as any other leading foam, but Barbasol can cost half as much as the higher-priced foam. Consider also Barbasol Glide Stick Deodorant. It has a fresh, clean scent like any deodorant should. But Barbasol can cost as much. Every player at the uh, Barbasol this weekend gets a, a pepper pack of Barbasol uh, face cream and uh, shaving foam. There you go. There's that that's, bargain. Uh, oh, we didn't turn up. That's one of the greatest barbasol I'd ever ever produced. That's got um, 11 million views at YouTube. Good Lord. Um, there is one other event on this week. Yep, we've got the women's. We've got a women's LPGA event. No, no, we've got the JP McManus Pro Am, which will be over by the time people listen to this. But we did talk about it. Um, I don't know if we talked about it or not in the last episode or not, but. Yeah, the field's ridiculous. Absolutely. Greatest amount of helicopters ever assembled in one paddock in Europe. I just can't believe Tiger Woods is playing. Why? Because if I'm Tiger Woods and I'm skipping the US Open and every other event, then the first thing that he's going to do and last thing he's going to do before he goes and plays in the Open Championship is a Pro-Am. That's fine. It tells you how big a scale the Pro-Am is. Yeah, uh, tells you how big a scale JP McManus is. Um, mm. Yeah, Owen's wealthiest uh, person, um, uh, as I mentioned, maybe as we touched on it last time. You, know, you drive past a damn manor, and if you, you know, if you don't know what it is, like I, I remember driving past it, and I was ignorant to where a damn manor was, but you drive past it and you think, what is that? And then you just keep driving and driving and driving, and it's just fence and fence and fence, and then you see a damn manor up in the thing, and you go, oh, that's, and you see this glimpse of a golf course. And uh, it's monumental, uh, emphasis on the mental. And um, so he's obviously a big deal. Jay, you know, I think he's still owner of Celtic, um, you know, Scotland's biggest football club and obviously massive in Ireland. So, uh, yeah, probably that's what you do. We'll yeah. Yeah, hang out with, um, yeah, it's networking for Tiger. I'm sure he he probably needs a few more Euro, European uh, networking correspondents. He's, he's looking for sponsors. Yeah, cat <laughs> cat doesn't need doesn't he doesn't need to look. They come looking for him. Yeah, he uh, he hasn't teed off yet, but he can't be far away because they're all a lot of men on course. Uh, Mark Amir is playing. Mark Amir is not having well. If you went well, maybe I'm not going to back Fitzy. Fitzy's five over through seventeen, sixteen. Strike him out of the Ryder Cup. He's done. He's done. He can't win. Um, Marco Mira, seven over. Um, but up the pointy end, Justin Rose, two over. So Marco Mira be playing because Tiger. Yeah, mm. for sure. Um, yeah, no, there's a few. 
Justin Rose, Brandon Stone, two under. Uh, Jason Kirkrack and Paul Dunn and Sam Burns are one under. And then you got some also runs. But yeah, very. Um, Kirkrack didn't go to live, did he? And he, he hasn't. No, he hasn't yet. No. Um, they keep saying that they haven't <laughs> met his number. Um, he's, a, he's such a he's such a knob. Oh, yeah, I haven't met my number. So, I haven't met his number. I guess that's he, a- he he talks he talks as if he's like freaking Bryson and yeah. should be getting like like retire next week money. It's I, Jason freaking coke rack. Is he being for real? Imagine, I can only imagine. The only reason why he wouldn't have gone yet is because he may have been concerned about not playing the Open Championship. And maybe he just plays the next one. And for then, well, he's best mate of Trump, isn't he? Oh, I don't I'm know. But sure when, when, you, when, well. you, when you when you go to the extent of hiring your own sort of marquee area for your own fans at, at, a, at an event that you're defending, like you're full of yourself. So the, the rumor of, you know, they haven't met his number, like, oh, and, and so apparently, um, the uh, the Saudi logo stuff has been disappearing on on his bag and stuff like that. I don't uh-huh. think it's there. I okay. think I'm not 100. percent I could be I could be wrong, but you know, like Jackson, they're probably looking at him going, dude, Mate. like you're not going to get any more than what Taylor Gooch is getting, and that's probably 100. percent Oh, he'd be right around that number for sure. Actually, you just you just made me think of something with the Aussie Open coming back. We probably should think of something where we could. Do something with people, like an event. Yeah, yeah. We should think Corp- of that. corporate box. You want to get a corporate box and sell some tickets, like and be on the 18th, nah. and like have a party hall. No, nah. no. Make it simple. Could be simple. Could be 125 pounds a ticket. A qualifier for peak ready week. Mm. Yeah, oh, people can come to that anyway. But no, maybe we anyone who's in Melbourne or close enough to that want to catch up and they come. Might be people might be coming to Melbourne to watch the. Because it's here, isn't it? It's Kingston Eighth. Yeah, yeah. You, you rocket will be down, I'm sure. At least one of the days. Maybe we, maybe we all go and um, watch a bit of golf on one day, and then maybe maybe day two, or maybe people are down, and we organise a go and have a nine holes and one twilight evening. Go play Sandy or something. Yeah, play nine holes at Sandy, and then disco here. We could have a disco here down at the uh, in the ba- the basement disco down behind. and get a DJ in. A couple of we down. we could do it. At, we could do it a big swing and have the have the golf on in the background. Have a hit of some golf. Rocket can show us how to hit some bombs. Uh, if you be of... if you would be into that and you're listening, if you'd be into that, uh, let us know. Uh, we yeah. can we can put a a uh, mile of golf at on. Exciting things are happening. I don't even know when it is. I think November. The November have to be November. It's like first week of De- it's either the last week of November or first week of December. Yeah, people come down Thursday night, something like that. Hmm. Live podcast, you can see it now. Oh, I can see golf balls being thrown at us while we're talking. That's right. <laughs> I'd invite everyone to Peninsula the Kingsville, but no one will want to come because it's too far away. <laughs> anyway, wow, it is. No, we just do a sand, do sandy, and then a pod. You could do sandy and then a pod. After just it, big swings, easy. Just yeah. do it a big swing. Doesn't matter. Yeah. 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 A couple of Diet Cokes, a couple of Peronis and stand around and we can play St. Andrews. Um, so speaking of St. Andrews, uh, I haven't had much luck with the video. Mike and I made a great video, three camera shoot. Uh, the marketing was there. Um, 
I think I think we <laughs> over uh, we all overestimated my ability to turn three cameras into into a decent vision, Mike. Uh, I think our one efforts, camera. I think our efforts with one camera is um, it better. Should be the process from now on because no, that's uh, all right. Um, there's something live and there's, learn. There's something well, in it. Not but, live, but you know what I mean. I did the same for Matt Griffin. I've got a I've got a guy working on a Matt Griffin video, and uh, he came to me as a proficient video editor, and uh, my two camera shoot with Matt Griffin playing St Andrews as part of the um, content for that we're making for that. Um, I put a bit too much pressure on him. So imagine how much is pressure on myself. Anyway, there'll be something out of it. No, look, it's easy. Wise do those. They're easy to do. But I think yeah, get people down. Have a have a catch up. You could play three holes, best score, give away some prizes. I'll get some cheese. Um, back to St Andrews. What is the time in Scotland right now? Mm, I'm gonna say midnight. What's the heating off? It's gonna be like uh, midday. 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 Yeah. I'm guessing. You might have to. Oh, um, I'd, I'm gonna go off the top of my head. So you know, I find to do it at four seven. One o'clock. One o'clock. Okay. Afternoon. But it's ten o'clock here, so but we could do an Instagram live. We could do um, from the center, you know, like the practice day uh, next week. We could do a bit of that, and maybe, yep. maybe you could record uh, the or maybe we could record the audio from an Instagram live and have some people tuning in. And uh, not sure if three people can get on Instagram live or not. Anyway, we'll, we'll work that out. Okay. Uh, very good. Um, do you want to hear the barber solo out again? No. Okay. No. All right. No. Uh, do we have? Do we went through the top fifteen for barber solo? Yep. Yep. Okay. Good. Ready to go. Anything else? No. That's it. All right. No. Well, good effort. Uh, two podcasts in a week um, takes a lot of time, commitment, and dedication from you two, and I do appreciate you. Oh, one more thing from Mike. Yes. People, yes, people. Don't forget to put your tips in for both tournaments. Yes. You have to pick a winner for Barbasol, and you have to pick a winner for the Genesis Scottish Open. Yeah. You Learn wouldn't... from my mistakes. <laughs> You wouldn't want to be the numpty who forgets, uh, would you, Rocket? Uh, there you go. Uh, the, the numpty that forgets three times in the year. And you wouldn't want to be the numpty that picks Smotherman and ends up oh. 27th. I'm having a dollar on Smotherman this week. Don't worry about yeah, that. Yeah, okay. I've put the name as Moronk last week. We should have learned our lesson. Moronk. Adrian Moronk, you're a bloody hero. Um, ping player. We smashed that ping G425 driver. Uh, very good. Okay, gents. Uh, thank you. And uh, as we've always said, join the My Love of Golf Revolution on YouTube and uh, the Discord channel. And you can catch up with and touch base with us wherever you want and whenever you want, pretty much. Um, thanks for joining and uh, we'll see you next week.